hey there, I don't know who you are, but maybe we've met, maybe we haven't. This might not seem crazy to you, but it seems a little crazy to me. I just decided to relaunch my podcast. This Be The Light podcast. Uh, perhaps you're aware that I was doing interviews and posting these podcasts last year before my second book, Living After Loss, A Soulful Guide to Freedom was released. And to be completely honest, I kind of contracted after that. I got a little bit burnt out from producing and creating and putting a book out in the world is a big uh, experience and even bigger because it was a very personal uh, effort and then I had some real challenges along the way with a publisher that I had begun working with so after that whole experience I was quite depleted from creating creating content and uh, I was talking to my assistant and she was really encouraging me to you know be consistent with my podcasts and the content that I'm offering to you and I just couldn't I didn't want to, no part of me wanted to. And I, so I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't. But here I am. Uh, I decided to relaunch this podca podcast about an hour ago. <laughs> and it feels totally inspired. It feels inspired uh, by an internal excitement and passion. And I just downloaded a whole slew of topics that I'm going to bring to you. Uh, I didn't plan what I'm going to be saying right now. This is very spontaneous and that's going to be the tone of some of these podcasts that I create for you. The ones that I'm just speaking myself as I continue to do interviews with other people that uh, might take on a little bit of a different nature. But for these, I really I'm offering this to you and it's also an offering to me so what I've realized lately is I'm really good at giving I give in my business I give away a lot of free information and content and all this takes time and energy and money to create and that's great that's a choice and I've also realized that I'm not as good at receiving uh, on on every level so I'm making the receiving part a really important focus in my journey because I know when these energies aren't balanced with us internally it can create physical health problems uh, emotional disruption and disharmony and uh, mental disharmony so Ayurveda has taught us for thousands of years and continues to teach us about the mind and our emotional bodies being incredibly pertinent to how our physical body expresses and manifests so from my filter, and I recognize, you know, we all have filters and, and every system in some way is a fil filter. Hopefully, <laughs> our filters become thinner and thinner so that we can just be in truth. And I find that Ayurveda is one of the thinnest filters that I've, I've worked with. Uh, other energy healing modalities that I also use in my practice with clients and with students also have thin filters, but there's always still uh, a language or a way of perceiving or believing or being. So that little thin layer is still an obstacle, still a bit of an obstacle. But I digress. Anyway, 
part of what got me really stoked to do this is because this receiving piece is I'm doing this for me. And my intention is that if this inspires you, if this awakens something in you, then how wonderful. You might, you might have already turned this off, and if so, you're not still listening. But if you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still with me, I offer this to you and I offer this to me as a gift and as a reminder to both of us to wake up, to wake up now. You know, sometimes I have these thoughts that arise around significance and not feeling like the work that I do is that important or significant, or sometimes I feel I get that inkling that it is, but I don't know what the impact is like. And then sometimes I have a, a student or a client share with me the impact of the work that I do. And I'm, I'm always a little bit amazed <laughs> to hear some incredible, miraculous, profound transformations. And I'm not saying that's because of me. I really believe that it's mostly to do with the client or the student awakening to themselves. And I also don't want to pretend humility because I also believe we all bring a certain flavor, a certain character, a certain gift to what we do. So I have unique personality and unique gifts and unique flavor and unique character that is my divinity, as do you. And, and we need to continue to bring that to our families, to our communities, to our jobs, to our whole entire life. And when we're not bringing ourselves fully, when we're not being ourself, this is where we cheat ourselves, uh, we cheat everyone we're connected to, and we cheat the world. I do believe that we are here to recognize, to recognize ourselves and our greatness and the divinity that is us, that lives in us, that moves through us, that we are not separate from. And in yoga, this is the, essentially the word yoga means yoga or to yoke. And this is the yoking. This is the bringing together what has never been separate, but our veils, the maya, the illusion creates a perception of separation and we live through the filter of separation. We live through the filter of separateness, which often equates to confusion, delusion, illusion, frustration, anxiety, depression, because we've disconnected from who we are, from where we came and from where we will return to. And we forget that we are the gift, that we are the magnificence, that there is nothing truly outside of ourselves that will bring us what we're seeking. Personally, I can say I felt like pretty much a seeker most of my life. I even remember being, I don't know, 10 years old. Probably, yeah, probably about 10 years old. I was with my friend, Nicole. We'd gone on a walk after dinner. It was dark out, pitch dark out. I don't know what time of year it was, but we walked to the edge of town. And we were standing in a field. And it was actually a field. It was a plot of land that my parents had purchased to build a house on. And this 
house that we were going to build in my mind was a dream house. And on some level, I think I equated it with like having this perfect life, maybe not perfect, but having this great life. And I had designed my bedroom in the house. I designed the bathroom in my mind's eye, in my 10 year old mind's eye uh, and in my heart. And I was so excited about this. And that house never got built. My parents ended up getting divorced right before we started building that house. So that house never got built. And somewhere inside of me, that dream never was realized. And I probably made up a story at that time subconsciously around not being able to get what I want, not being able to realize my dreams. And even as I speak that out, I really feel that in my throat. I feel a sadness around that. I feel the, the tender 10-year-old part of me who so deeply needs some love and support, even you know, as my adult over 40 self, <laughs> to bring such loving and tenderness to her because she was never given the opportunity to grieve that. She was never given the opportunity to have her feelings acknowledged. So now that's my work, is to come back and be like, oh, wow, there's, there's this limiting belief, this misperception that might be subtle, that might not influence tons of things in my life, but enough that it doesn't allow me to expand into the next version of myself, which is me being more me, me being more who I came here to be, not the conditioning, not the programming, not all of the limiting beliefs that just get kind of cluttered on and build up over time. And sometimes I forget that, that I am the gift, that you are the gift, that we are the gift. I forget that in my own life. I can see it in other people. I can appreciate it and honor it in my friends and my family and the people that I love. Um, and even the people I don't love. Yet, when it comes to myself, there's still veils, there's still illusion where I'm not seeing myself clearly. It's so much easier to see other people clearly, and I feel like when I work with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, I hold this vision of them, their highest, most spectacular self, until they can see it, until they can be it, until they can live it. And that's essentially the job that I'm doing for myself as well, but it feels a little slower, <laughs> a little slower going. However, it was brought to my attention yesterday. I ran into a dear friend of mine who I just adore, and she's, she's really no bullshit. Oh, and I'm probably going to swear on this podcast because it's my podcast, but um, if you don't like that, I'm sorry that you don't like that. Am I sorry? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just giving you a heads up. A little bit late. I understand that. So that's what I'm sorry for. I'm sorry that I didn't warn you before that I might swear on this podcast. And in podcasts to come. Okay, so I ran into my friend. And she was like, oh, wow. You know, I saw your photos from your rock climbing trip and your ice climbing trip that I just got back from these two trips. I was down uh, rock climbing in the United States. 
with a couple girlfriends and then I was ice climbing in the Canadian Rockies and I just returned and just so you know I'm really new to these things this isn't you know, I haven't been rock climbing in my whole life. I came late <laughs> to the party and have just in the last few years begun to rock climb, begin to ice climb. Um, so this isn't something that I was proficient at throughout my life. So I'm learning these skills and deepening these skills at, I don't know, middle, midlife. Am I in middle life? Maybe I am in midlife. Somewhere around there anyway. But my friend was like, wow, thank you so much for posting those pictures. It looked amazing and you're so inspiring. And it allowed her the opportunity or she chose to reflect on her own life and to reflect on the delicacy of life, all of the stories that she was perpetuating in her own mind about, you know, reasons why she wasn't necessarily doing the things that she wanted to do. She didn't want to ice climb or rock climb, but the things in her life that she wanted to do, what was holding her back, her own excuses. And so she looked really honestly at what was going on for her. And just by me posting those photos on social media was an inspiration. So the more that we lean into just who we are and really being that and when appropriate, when it feels right to share that, whether personally or publicly, we inspire others. And here's the thing. Don't underestimate your impact. I do this all the time. I completely underestimate my impact. Impact doesn't have to be deep, big to be deep. Your impact does not have to be 50 million Instagram followers. <laughs> your impact may be one person that you smile at in the grocery store. So in this day and age, it feels like there's this kind of race to the top a little bit with social media and, and that somehow our popularity or impact is somehow connected to the amount of followers or people or attention and it's not it has nothing to do with that what are you bringing to the table what quality of energy are you bringing to your life primarily because it has to start internally. It can't be something that we just put on externally, like we're just slopping a facade on the outside, but inside we're not integrated. So when we can align our vertical, meaning when we can align who we are with the expression of that, then we're in our power. So being in our power isn't false confidence, isn't false, isn't false anything really. Being in our power is when we're aligning our vertical and that's integrated our head, our heart, and our actions, integrated through our uh, thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our belief systems. And that gets expressed outwards when the dissolving of the 
misinterpretations of ourself and of reality begin to dissolve layer by layer by layer by layer. It's like an onion, right? One layer at a time. And sometimes I, we find ourselves, or I do, maybe you can relate to this, like back in a place where like, I thought I dealt with this. <laughs> I thought I dealt with this. But what I realized is we're not back in the same place. When I feel like that, and when I get really honest with myself, I recognize I'm actually not in the same place. It's the upward moving spiral. So it's cycling around, but it's moving upwards. So there's an upward momentum, and there's a different quality to it, a different feeling to it, a different character to that experience. It is not the same. We cannot go backwards. Even when it feels like you're digressing, regressing, you're still evolving. You can't not, you can't de-evolve. <laughs> you can't de-evolve. So we're always in evolution. And within that evolution, what you might experience is the expansion and the contraction. The expansion and the contraction. And in all transparency here, because this is what I believe in, and I believe that the transparency, especially those of us who are teachers and leaders, that it is the time to be transparent, to bring in our humanity, to bring in our vulnerability. It doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to be a puddle on the floor. I don't, that's not what I mean by vulnerability. But it's time to expose the truth both in our greatness and in our weakness. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything or pretend I know anything more than you because I don't. I only know what I know and I only know what my life experience has brought me to. For me, this has been my path and my journey and I'm sharing that and maybe something will resonate with you. And if not, that's okay too. But if something does, if something awakens your heart, if something sticks, maybe even something I say triggers you, it's all good. And it's all part of the evolution. I believe so deeply that we're always exactly where we need to be. And I resist that sometimes. But this was proven me, to me today in these moments of synchronicity. Now, people might say, oh, well, that's just a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in a divine orchestration that might look like chaos but it's perfect so here's a funny <laughs> a funny example of this and i feel a little bit shy sharing this because it's a little odd but this just happened an hour ago i was driving back i went skiing this morning i woke up and i carved out some time in my day to go skiing because it's meditation for me because I like it and because I want to bring more play into my life. So I went up skiing. I went up by myself for a couple of hours, did some runs, had, you know, conversation on the ski lift with some 74 year old Polish man, had some, you know, people skiing over top of my skis in the chairlift line. And then I'd kind of turn and give them the look. And then I, <laughs> then I have to check myself and be like, is that how I want to respond? And you know what it is? It is actually how I want to respond. I do want to, I, 
I didn't give a dirty look, I just gave a look. I just turned and acknowledged, hey, you're about the fifth person that has skied over my skis. And the look is, hey, it's okay, but could you possibly be a little more mindful? That might sound judgmental, and it is. I, I, patience is not my strength. And especially when I feel like people are sleepwalking through their life or sleep skiing over my skis. <laughs> that annoys me. So I was coming back. And the beauty of synchronicity is when I see it and I wake up to it, I'm like, wow, what a miraculous universe we live in. Because the timing is impeccable. I drove out of Whole Foods and there was a man in a truck and I was like, oh, I recognize that truck. This was a man who I had been on a few dates with and he totally ghosted me, absolutely ghosted me. And I even put in a phone call to him, not aggressive, not resentful, just kind of a little concerned of like, hey, what happened? That was really weird. Um, and curious about, hey, what happened? Like we were hanging out and things were going fine. Or so I thought, and now you've disappeared. Like, hey, is everything okay? Because I feel like, isn't that human to do that, to have that connection? Uh, and I'd also, that was after I think I'd texted him a week before, a couple of times, never heard any response. So that was my last follow up was the phone call just to be like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I love and appreciate just some communication, but. Of course, I can't control what anyone does or how they operate in the world. So anyway, I left it at that. Um, <laughs> so this truck drives by, and I was like, that's his truck. And I'm, at this point, amused. And I pull up beside him in traffic. And I look. And he looks. And kind of, I don't know if it was a little bit of disbelief, but he, I could see he, like, mouthed my name with like a question mark at the end, like, so anyway, I'm giddy because I'm thinking the absolute divine perfection of this is staggering to me. If, if, if anything had been, you know, three seconds off in my day and his day, we would have never had this interaction. And I live in Vancouver. It's a big city. Uh, he doesn't even live in this city. So <laughs> you get my point, right? It's like that interaction I feel like that's a synchronicity, whether it was for me or him or both of us. For me, it, the meaning I made out of it was that this life is so miraculous and that the universe will bring me everything I need exactly when I need it. And I don't have to go out searching, forcing, controlling, micromanaging. And those were, were ways that I used to live doing those things, especially in difficult situations or places that would rub up against a wound of mine, it would be wanting to control it or micromanage it to somehow give me the illusion of feeling safe. So here's my podcast. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. If, if you're listening to this, if you've listened this far, this long, um, thank you, first of all. Thank you for joining me in the sort of innermost sharings of my life and in my heart and in my vulnerability. I hope that this has brought some value to you. 
Um, and at the very least, maybe it's been mildly amusing or entertaining. Uh, I'm going to be doing more of these. So if you have topics that you'd really love me to talk about, feel free to send me an email, m at madurimethod.com. Or maybe you're wanting to join me for my 100-hour Ayurvedic yoga training that's coming up beginning in May. I've got that coming up, and I've got a couple spaces left in my retreat that's coming up this May as well. I'm talking about 2019 in case, you know, this is the year 2025 and you're still listening to this podcast. So just wanted to clarify that. Have a wonderful day. Don't forget to slow down, to breathe, and to, <laughs> to be awake and to be open to the miracles that are coming into your life. And A Course in Miracles says that a miracle is simply a shift from fear to love. So what love are you seeing, are you experiencing, are you being today? And how can you share more love? How can you be more yourself? And how can you play more and live in joy? Those are my questions for you. And uh, until next time, much love. Ciao.